the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley. What God did in the life of Nebuchadnezzar is remarkable. God tapped him on the shoulder. There are times that God taps us on the shoulder. We are going in a wrong direction, and God nudges us, and God speaks to us. He brings conviction to our heart. He brings somebody into our life to lead us on a path of righteousness. He's tapping us on the shoulder. He speaks to our hearts. He convicts us with His Holy Spirit. He draws us to Himself. The tuck on our hearts and conscience from God's throne makes us aware of both mercy and the punishment of God. He gives us time to turn a corner, to come to Him with a repentant spirit. And He delays the consequences for failing to do so, but only for so long. Coming up today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley shares how God speaks to your heart even now in the example of a king who ruled most of the known world but was warned in a dream of the impending judgment of the living God and also of the limited time that he has graciously been given to repent. That's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with our teacher, Pastor Mark Findlay. Uh, Mark's uh, ministry experience has included not only being a pastor, but an author and the radio and television speaker, and now the associate director of Hope Lives 365. Now, I, w- I want to mention here early on, in case you have to leave us, that if you want to hear today's message in its entirety and the others in the series, you can do so online at our website, hopelives365.com. Remember, too, for a nominal cost, you can also download your own personal audio file. Today, Pastor Mark is continuing in the series, Unsealing the Secrets of Daniel, uh, focusing again on the impossible deliverance. When the pagan king Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon finally, once again, summons Daniel, the one person in his kingdom who could interpret his mysterious dreams, it became clear to him that the living God of the Jews is the ruler of kings and that he holds every nation in his hands. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. In Daniel chapter 4, we have the only chapter in the book of Daniel that is not written by Daniel. Daniel chapter 4 is written by King Nebuchadnezzar. It's as if Nebuchadnezzar says, wait, Daniel, I need to tell my story. Daniel chapter 4 is one of the most amazing chapters in all the Bible because it's the story of a heathen king who was converted to Christ. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, that attacked in 605 B.C. Jerusalem and overthrew it, that attacked again in 596 B.C. and destroyed the city, that burned the city to the ground. Nebuchadnezzar was one of the most warlike, one of the most bloodthirsty, one of the most ruthless rulers. But yet he says, peace be multiplied unto you. What is it that changed Nebuchadnezzar? What is it that took him from a man of war to a man of peace, to one who had his life totally changed? 
Nebuchadnezzar says to you and to me, to all generations in the future, this heathen king, I thought it good to declare the signs and wonders that the Most High God has worked for me. Nebuchadnezzar says, I thought it was good to tell you my story. He's saying, I want to speak to you. And 2,500 years later, the book of Daniel is still speaking to us. Now, if God can transform a heathen king, there's hope for us. If God can reach down and touch the life of somebody like Nebuchadnezzar, if he can touch the life of a heathen king, if he can change that man, I don't know what your background is. I don't know what your thinking is. You may have come from a Christian background and be a solidly committed Christian. Here's the incredible good news for you and me. Wherever we are on the journey of faith, God takes us right there. And if God can do amazing things in the life of a heathen king, he can do some amazing things in our lives as well. King Nebuchadnezzar says, how great are his signs. Listen to his testimony. How mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. It's like Nebuchadnezzar is saying, kingdoms rise and fall. Kings rise and fall. But the everlasting kingdom of Jesus Christ reigns forever. And it's as if Nebuchadnezzar comes to the knowledge, he comes to the awareness that the kingdom of God will last forever, that it will triumph. He says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in my house, in flourishing in my palace. Now here's the amazing thing. When the sun rose that morning, Nebuchadnezzar had no idea that that day his whole life would be changed. Life changes in an instant. Nebuchadnezzar thought everything was going well in his life. His life was flourishing. But in an instant, Nebuchadnezzar's life changed. And in that change, in that crisis of life, he was drawn to God. And there are times that life goes well. But there are times that we have reverses in life. And in those times, at times God uses the reverses to draw us closer and still closer to him. And so Nebuchadnezzar says to Daniel, I saw a dream which made me afraid. The thoughts on my head and the visions of my head troubled me. So Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. We read about the dream in Daniel chapter 2. We saw the great image in Daniel chapter 3. Therefore I issued a decree to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me that they might make known to me the interpretation of the dream. Wait a minute, King Nebuchadnezzar. Hold it here. Didn't you quiz those guys before? Nebuchadnezzar, let's get with it here. They let you down in chapter 2. They're certainly going to let you down in chapter 4. Then Nebuchadnezzar says, then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, remember who they were? The magicians were the ones that would take calves' livers and they would cut the liver of a calf and look at the design and try to figure out the future. The astrologers would try to see patterns in the stars. The soothsayers were those that were, we would call them necromancers. They try to communicate with the dead. And he says, I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me the interpretation. What's the difference between what happened in chapter 2 and what happens in chapter 4? What's the difference? Yeah, in chapter 2, he did not tell them the dream. He said, tell me the dream and tell me its interpretation. Now he cuts them a little slack this time. He said, all right, guys, you know, you guys failed in chapter 2. I don't want to embarrass you anymore. All right, guys, I'm going to cut you a little slack here. I'll tell you the dream. You tell me what it means. So he tells them the dream. 
and they still can't tell him the interpretation. Then the Bible says in Daniel chapter 4, verse 8, he says, but at the last, Daniel came before me. At the last, Daniel came. The king goes to sleep one night, and he has a dream. And in that dream, he sees a tree that is small at first, but it begins to grow, has much fruit. The beasts of the field eat of the tree. A holy angel comes down, chops down the tree. There's a stump left with a band of iron and brass. The purpose of the dream is to reveal to all the world that the most high rules in the kingdom of man. Now, if you saw that dream and you had just described the dream and you were Nebuchadnezzar to Daniel, what would you expect from Daniel next? What would you want? You'd want what? The interpretation of the dream. Now, there are those people that say Bible prophecy is so confusing with its mystic symbols that nobody can understand it. But look, if God gives the dream, don't you think God wants us to understand what he said? Now, remember the chapters we've studied before. We're looking at each chapter in Daniel and saying, what does this say about God and how can I apply it to my life today? In Daniel chapter 1, Daniel was taken into captivity. He passes his comprehensive exams for the University of Egypt, and he becomes one of the ambassadors, one of the princes of Babylon, one of the prime ministers and rulers. In Daniel 1, God turns defeat into victory. In Daniel 2, God reveals the future. He reveals the dream. In Daniel 1, we say, whatever defeat I experience in my life, whatever heartache or sorrow, God can turn that defeat into victory. In Daniel 2, we say, we have a God that knows the future. I may not know my future, but God knows the future, and I can trust him. In Daniel chapter 3, God is the redeemer of his people. The fiery furnace burns. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown in. But God leaps into the flames, and there's God in the flames. Whatever flames of life you and I go through, God's there to protect us. He's there to guide us and direct us. But in Daniel chapter 4, God is the ruler of kings. God has every nation in his hands. I think it's good to remind ourselves, this world is still in the hands of God. In some way, God is going to work in the play and counterplay of human history to accomplish his prophetic purposes, and this world is in the hands of God. And I think that's good news, isn't it? I think that's incredibly good news, that he is still the ruler yet. So Nebuchadnezzar says to Daniel, Daniel, this dream, I saw the tree. What does it mean? Then Daniel, his name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for a time. Now, if you missed the first chapter, why does it say then Daniel, his name was Belteshazzar? Not Belshazzar, but Belteshazzar. The name Daniel means God is my judge. God is my vindicator. God's the one who's going to set all things right. When, as a Hebrew, he was taken captive into Babylon, his name was changed to Belteshazzar, and Belteshazzar means the keeper of the hid treasures of Bel. In other words, the one, Bel, was the chief god of Babylon. So they changed his name from a Hebrew name to a Babylonian name. He was astonished for a time. His thoughts troubled him. So the king spake and said, Belteshazzar, don't let the dream or its interpretation trouble you. Belteshazzar answered, my lord, May the dream concern those who hate you and its interpretation concern your enemies. Now, this is rather fascinating, Daniel's reaction. Here's why. Do you think Daniel said, 
King, praise God, hallelujah, that tree is you, and you're going to be cut down, you're going to go wander around and eat grass for seven years, you're going to get yours, Nebuchadnezzar, you attacked Jerusalem, you took my people into captivity, I've been waiting for this moment now, when you'd lose your kingdom, you'd lose your mind, you'd go out there and eat grass like an oxen, and I can't tell you how happy I am. Would you have said that to your enemy? <laughs> have you, now you don't have to raise your hand on this one, but you, have you ever been delighted when somebody has done you in and then it came back to them and you said, what goes around comes around. <laughs> have you ever been delighted when those who hurt you are hurt? Have you ever been delighted when somebody did you dirty? That they slipped on a banana peel and broke their leg? You don't win your enemies by wanting bad to happen to them. Pastor Mark Findlay is sharing how Daniel would not speak in anger to the enemy of his people, King Nebuchadnezzar, when explaining the meaning of the king's second dream. We'll hear more about this story in just a moment, so don't go away. Hope Lives 365 continues. Uh, first, though, I want to share with you about a small book from Pastor Mark Finley that offers abiding reassurance of God's love. The book is called Hope for a Helpless Planet. In it, uh, Mark points to the promise of Jesus, who said in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Will you be ready for that day? Well, the book tells you how. Just ask for your own copy of Hope for a Helpless Planet. It's yours in return for your gift of any amount to this ministry this week. You can give online or by calling us. The toll-free number is 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. And online, you can contact us at hopelives365.com. And remember, if you'd like to hear today's presentation from Pastor Mark once again, or hear the entire series, you can do so online, and for a nominal fee, you can even download your own personal audio file. The title to look for, The Impossible Deliverance. Just go to hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. When we return, Pastor Mark shares how Daniel felt compassion for his enemy because he knew what was going to happen to this king and why, revealed to him by God. God allows calamity to come upon us to show us the futility of our own human wisdom or strength to draw us closer to him. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. A little later, I'll be sharing some details about a fascinating resource I'm certain you'll want to have to help you in further studying the prophecies of both the Old and New Testament. Specifically, Mark Findlay's book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. Details about that just a bit later, but right now we want to continue hearing the story of Daniel and uh, how he was able to love his enemy, uh, the king over the whole Babylonian empire, as God would have us love others. This was the only way to reach the heart of this powerful man. Daniel had a heart for Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel did not take joy that Nebuchadnezzar was going to lose his kingdom. Daniel was a captive in a foreign land, but he loved this man, Nebuchadnezzar. And you can never see somebody one to God unless you love them like God loves them. 
Daniel had every reason to be bitter, to be angry. He was taken at 17 and a captive in Babylon. He would never see his father again, never see his mother again, never see his brothers and sisters again. But yet, he learned to love the one that took him captive. And that love broke Nebuchadnezzar's heart and made him open for the things of eternity. So Daniel was concerned that he did not want to say much, but Daniel could never influence the king unless he loved him. You can never influence the one who has treated you unkindly and unfairly unless you first love them. And when you love them, you can, that love can break their heart. God never treats us as we deserve. He treats us as he knows we would want to be treated because his very nature is love. And the reason why we forgive others who've harmed us is because Christ has forgiven us. The reason we treat others with love is because Christ treats us with love. And so God never treats us like we deserve. Daniel now speaks. He says, The tree you saw which grew and became strong, whose height reached to the heavens, and which could be seen by all the earth. It is you, O king. You become grown and become strong. He said, King, the tree is you. You are this tree. And king, I have to go further. Insomuch as the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven, saying, Chop down the tree and destroy it, but leave its stump in roots in the earth. Bound with a band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with dew of heaven, and let him graze with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. King, this is the interpretation, O king. This is the decree of the Most High which has come upon the king, the Lord my king. King, you are that tree. Your kingdom is going to collapse. You're going to lose your throne, king. They'll drive you from men. Your dwelling will be with the beasts of the field. You're going to make grass and eat grass like oxen. They'll wet you with the dew of heaven seven times. In the Bible, a time is like a year. Seven years will pass over you. Many translations say seven years. Till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men. King, this is what's going to happen. Your kingdom is going to collapse. It's going to fall over. And for seven years, you're going to wander around like a wild beast eating grass. Your hair is going to grow long. Your nails are going to grow long. You're going to grunt and groan like the beast out in the field. The king is absolutely amazed. He's absolutely astounded. They'll drive you from men. Your dwelling will be with beasts of the field. They'll make you eat grass like oxen. Therefore, O king, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel says, look, king, this doesn't have to happen to you. King, this does not have to happen to you. King, if you will listen to the dream that I've given you, God is tapping you on the shoulder. You can have a whole change in your life. There are times that God taps us on the shoulder. We are going in a wrong direction. And God nudges us. And God speaks to us. He brings conviction to our heart. He brings somebody into our life to lead us on a path of righteousness. He's tapping us on the shoulder. But there are times that if in our stubbornness we resist those taps, God allows calamity to come upon us to show us the futility of our own human wisdom or strength to draw us closer to him. 
what God did in the life of Nebuchadnezzar is remarkable. God tapped him on the shoulder. But God gave him 12 additional months. One of the amazing passages in scripture you'll find is in Daniel chapter 4. And you look at it there in Daniel chapter 4. And let your eyes drop down to Daniel 4. And notice what happens here. Chapter 4, verse 28 and 29. It said, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. Somebody asked me once, are the seven times of Daniel 4 prophetic time? Can we apply them to some long time prophecy in the future, etc., etc.? It's very clear in the Bible. This is the historical section of Daniel, not the prophetic section. And the Bible is very plain. Verse 28, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. No secondary application. It all comes upon Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 28. Notice verse 29. At the end of 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. What does that tell you? When Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar the dream, the fulfillment of the dream did not come immediately. How much time did God give Nebuchadnezzar? 12 months. He gave him 12 months to think about it. He gave him 12 months to repent. Isn't God gracious? Isn't God amazing? He gives them a dream of judgment. But when he gets that dream of judgment, he does not inflict the judgment immediately. Pastor Mark Finley with the message drawn from Daniel about loving our enemies, even while knowing that the consequences from heaven will come upon them for their actions in this life. It's a lesson today about loving others as God has loved us. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark is coming back in a moment to continue. But first, I want to offer you a terrific, um, well, thank you gift to you to say thanks for your gift to this ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to Mark Finley's book, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. It's a chapter-by-chapter commentary of these two prophetic books drawn from Pastor Mark's uh, more than four decades of ministering the Word of God. Now, the prophecies of Daniel and John's revelation hold answers for people seeking to understand the uncertainty of our own time. Although the world may seem out of control, uh, biblical prophecy reveals that God Uh, is one who is still in control. And right now, in return for your generous contribution of $50 or more, you can request your copy of this large volume by Pastor Mark Findlay, Understanding Daniel and Revelation. Get in touch today. You can order it and make your donation online or by calling us. The web address is hopelives365.com. And you can make your donation when you call us at 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. You know, we want to thank you for writing to us. We love hearing from you, and especially we'd like to know how God is using these messages in Daniel. You can write today to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And remember, to listen to today's message again or any in this current series in Daniel, go to hopelives365.com and look for Mark Findley's message titled, The Impossible Deliverance. God gave Nebuchadnezzar time to change. He gives us time. He speaks to our hearts. He convicts us with his Holy Spirit. He draws us to himself. In a few moments, Pastor Mark closes out today's program of Hope Lives 365.
And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Pastor Mark Findlay, telling us that God in His mercy wants us to change and be more like Him, to yield ourselves to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. God is going to convict our hearts. He speaks to us. He does not let his judgments come upon us immediately. He does not let his judgments come upon us instantly. He gives us time. And he longs for us to repent so that those judgments do not come. That's true with nations too. God has been speaking to America. The judgments of God hang over America and God's been speaking to it. To come back to him in repentance. Come back to him. But God gives every king time. God gives every nation time. But as we'll see in Daniel chapter 5, there's a time that the mercy of God runs out. God gave Nebuchadnezzar time to change. He gives us time. He speaks to our hearts. He convicts us with his Holy Spirit. He draws us to himself. Pastor Mark Findlay closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with a reminder that our loving God encourages us to draw near to him. Well, we're so glad you joined us today, and we hope you'll continue to study with us about uh, the Old Testament book of Daniel and also looking at Revelation. And that'll be next time. We hope you'll join us and invite a friend to join you in listening. Here for more Hope Lives 365.